All right, welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Down Podcast. I can't thank you enough for tuning in. I uh, appreciate everybody that has been listening. We are north of 200 episodes now, so I'm excited to be on that north side. Appreciate all of you who have supported us uh, up to this point and continue to do so. New logos rolled out, all that good stuff. So excited to to have that and excited for today's guest because, um, like I said, we we talked about leading up to 200, how exciting the guests were, and, and, and you know, we're not on a down climb. We, we keep going up and we keep bringing in a new and an exciting guest. A lot of stuff to share today, a lot of stuff to talk about. So we're going to dig right into it. But Guillermo, like I always say, no one introduces themselves better than you do. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and then we'll dive right in here. Thank you, Mike. Um, and thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Very happy to be here. Oh, um, I'm Guillermo Lizondo. I'm the, um, the CEO and co-founder of, of Territorium. Um, we're basically a company that focuses on helping students to move from education to work and from work to education. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you, Mike. No, thank, thank you. And th- I love this topic, right? Because we've had a few people on in this space, you know, talking about workforce education. And um, in a previous episode, I remember one of the things that we talked about was that a lot of young people nowadays are not working. You know, I remember when I was getting, I'm, I'm getting old, I'm 42. You know, when I, I've been working since I was 14 years old, though, right? Like as soon as I could, my parents were like, go out and get a job. I, I think I even had jobs before that, you know, cutting lawns, doing, you know, knock around stuff. What do you see about today's workforce? So what's different? They say that, you know, is that true? Kids aren't working as much. We don't see that. You know, most people out of college, that's their first job. What do you see with the workforce transition from college to to basically the workforce? You know, on one side, I think there is an important transformation on the education side. So in the past, you went out of college, you got a degree, you showed up your degree and you got a good job, right? Um, The problem now is you get out of college um, it not necessarily means that you will get that great job, um, maybe a better job if you don't went to college. I, I, I strongly believe that. Um, still going to college helped you to get a better job than if you didn't went to college. However, at the same time, at the same time, employers are looking more for specific skills. Um, and in my perspective, normally when you get out of college, you get like your transcript, your courses, your grades. But that's not much speaking about you. Um, and we need to start transitioning these so that we can show which skills students develop so that we can help them to get into the workforce. Um, at the same time, I think generations um, have been changing. And a lot of um, actual students, I will say, um, generation, that the newer generations, I will not say millennials. I'm a millennial and I'm now older, right? <laughs> uh, couple of years ago we were talking like millennials in the workforce and now yeah, they're young people uh, now that, that... <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> um so what's what's going on now is that young people now is looking also for a work that is that can be passionate about that they can love that they really like um and that's that's also something important and how we help people to understand how they can get to those jobs. And even before they get into college, how can they understand their college program will help them to get into a job that they will love, right? So that's that's also something that I think is important to, to work out. You know, I, and I always think it's funny, I, you know, we talked about before coming on here, I used to teach high school and, and you felt like in high school, there was all this, you gotta know what your job is. You gotta pick something. What's your career? What's your path you gotta go to? I remember so many kids, and I remember this when I went to college, right? They come back after their first year and they'd be like, oh, my counselor says, don't worry, you got wild to declare a major. You don't have to have it all figured out. There's such a mixed message, right? And what we're doing, you know, 
and as a father, um, you know, I've got I've got four kids and, and especially my son of high school age, it's like at what point though do you really start maybe looking at things like like a tool like you have or different things, start assessing what career would be best for you? I mean, what point should we really be looking at this? And especially with as many times as people change careers as they get older, you know, at what age do you really gotta start focusing and saying, Okay, I think I need to specialize here, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I think a perfect age is high school that you start making decisions, right? Um, and taking a look at what you're good at, what you love, um, and and also what type of lifestyle would you like uh, to understand which type of job you should be getting. Um, and and even I, I can start saying that even young younger people, even middle school, it's a great age to start looking at what you're good at. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not choosing a career, right? But really trying to understand what you're good at so that also when you get into high school, maybe you can get that first job, like, you know, um, not necessarily a job that's like high paying, but start getting some experience um, on, on what you can do in the future. Interesting. Interesting. So tell me about Territorium. I mean, how are you guys doing this? Tell me about the software. You know, tell me exactly what, what is it that you guys do? Yeah. So basically, to my previous point, you normally get out of college or high school, you get a degree, a diploma, and a transcript. The truth is that no one cares if you got an A or a B or a C in a certain course. No one cares even which courses you took. Um, and on the other side is the only piece of verified data that you have about yourself around learning and employment. Um, so if you think of like learning and employment records, um, you know there is LinkedIn out there. But when you get out of college or high school, you don't know what to put in LinkedIn, right? Um, and also, even LinkedIn now, we are all the great CEO, co-founder, inspirer in LinkedIn, right? So it's not verified. So in our perspective is how can we build, we'll call it like a transcript 2.0 that really speaks what the job market is looking for. How can we create a full profile of the student that is based on skills um, and really map multiple sources of data around what this student is doing. And the sources of data can be, you know, academic, they can be about their courses, they are taking the learning outcomes, it can be about assessments, it can be about experiential learning, so that we can create a full comprehensive profile of the student. Um, and while building that is nice, you know, instead of giving bringing a transcript that says, you got an A in math, uh, a transcript that says, hey, this student knows how to work collaboratively, or this student knows how to, you know, um, apply these specific math skills um, to create an algorithm. Um, that's that's nicer. Um, on our perspective, the most important thing is how we use the data that we are creating in this student profile in this transcript 2.0 that now we are calling comprehensive learner record, um, and and building a full learning and employment ecosystem around the data. So what we do is we take that profile, the skills the students have, we map them out to job market requirements and we connect to multiple um, job data providers and multiple job posting sites to understand by occupation what's required. And by making that mapping, now we can tell someone, hey, this is your probability of getting a job as, as an example, the software developer, um, in Austin, Texas, um, earning, I don't know, uh, 150K a year, this is your gap. We recommend you this pathway so that you can improve your profile towards getting this job. 
So in a certain way is giving students, and I like to compare it, and we, we call this app, we call it CareerBit. I like to compare it to Fitbit. So normally you have a Fitbit or Garmin or whatever type of device that tells you how many steps you need to take, how much exercise you need to do. If you put enough data, it will tell you what to eat to improve your health. The same way we're doing, but for careers. So with all the data we're capturing, we're telling now students, hey, based on the data that we have about you, this is your probabilities of getting a job, earning this amount of money. You can explore these other possible occupations. What's your probabilities of getting a job on them? We make an assessment around what they like so we can tell them, hey, if you like this, this is a pathway, but with your data, your probabilities of getting a job on that pathway is this amount. Um, these are your gaps. We recommend you these learning pathways or even these university programs to improve your probabilities of getting a job related to that occupation. So it's really giving this career bit um, to students. And on the other side, helping educational institutions um, with data analytics on how much their students are getting jobs, how they are progressing towards getting jobs, and how we help them to increase employability rates. So is this like specific to any industry though? Does it matter? Do, you know, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, a mechanic, engineer, you know, airplane pilot, like does it matter? Is it any career or is this it's, basically it's any any career, any occupation? Um, I will say that is listed on ONET. Um, and from nurses, airplane pilots to civil engineers, uh, software engineers, um, space engineers. <laughs> um, um, we have mapped all that out and we map it back to the profile of students. And and I know you guys are using a lot of AI technology around it. I know that's the hot buzzword right now, but so this Correct. is like kind of done in an AI environment as well? Yeah, that that's how it's possible, right? Wow. Um, that's the way we make it possible. That's the way we can pull that enough data and create profiles of what's required. That's the way we map it back to the profiles of the students. And that's the way also we give recommendations of learning pathways to students. And I, you know, I gotta ask, how did, how'd you get involved in all this? How did all this get started? That's that's, that's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> Always so, is. Right? <laughs> so my, myself, just, just as you, I started working at very young age. <laughs> Yep. Um, and also being an entrepreneur, um, we, my, my co-founder and I, we started in the EdTech adventure, entrepreneurship adventure, um, when we were in high school, in the last year of high school. Um, we were working with students in low-income communities in Mexico um, to help them to learn English and also to learn to code, uh, students of middle schools. Um, and we wanted them to learn during the weekdays um, while on weekends we could play soccer. So um, we wanted to use um, the platform that our high school was using, but it was very bad. So we created a very simple classroom collaboration platform at that time. Um, and it worked for our kids. Um, and then we saw that that platform could be sold to institutions. We started selling it the first year that was on the freshman year of college. Uh, we were making 200K from that. So wow. for 18 year olds selling 200K, it was like, oh, this business, you know? Yeah. So we thought we were like Bill Gates and we will grow that very fast. So we said, hey, we need to drop out. So what happened is that 
Um, I'm from Mexico, so for context uh, um, to the audience, normally uh, Mexicans still live with their parents while they go to college. So the thing is that I came to my mom and I told her, hey, mom, I'm dropping out. Um, and she told me, hey, if you drop out, forget about your last name, forget about you live here, forget about your car, forget about everything. So basically she said, uh, my son, mijo in Spanish, um, business is good. So, okay, you're on your own. Um, so, <laughs> that was um, a trick though. She's like, so you think business is good? You know, you're going to leave the cooking in the comfort of home. She's like, all right. Cor correct. Correct. <laughs> that was both a threat and a compliment all at the same time. I feel like at mom. the same time. <laughs> so, um, that night I slept at my co-founder's house. It was pretty serious. I love it. Um, my co-founder didn't tell his mom because his mom was a professor at our university, you know? So, uh, and, and he had a scholarship with, because his mom was a, as a professor. So it was a difficult thing to tell her, hey, I'm dropping out. You're working a lot uh, for me to get a scholarship. And now I'm dropping out. Um, so um, what happened is that night I told my co-founder, hey, we need to find a way to finish college. So we looked for a meeting with the college president. Uh, we went to his office and we told him, hey, um, Mr. President, we're dropping out. This is what's happening. He knew us uh, because we were like examples of entrepreneurship of the university. Right. Um, and he told us, um, to our surprise, he told us, hey, don't worry about it. This university is transforming. What about if we give you college credits um, for what you're doing in your business. And we're like, oh, this is great. Sounds very good. Um, and I asked him how we will do that. So he introduces us to the provost. He introduced us to the, uh, the dean on the engineering side. We were on the software engineering major, a computer science major. So basically we had a meeting with them. They explained to us that we needed to show evidence that we were developing the skills and the learning outcomes that were supposed to be developed at the courses so that we could get the credit. So what happened at the end is that we decided to create a very simple platform in which my co-founder and I uploaded pieces of evidence of what we were doing. We mapped them back to learning outcomes from the courses. And then professors came in, look at that, validated them, and then we got the credits. So it was like a PLA process in a certain way. Yeah. Um, and, but that platform that we created basically created a record of skills about my co-founder and me um, with evidence even. Um, so when we finished college, we thought like, hey, this is great. Um, we can start offering these to customers. Um, and it's nice that we create skills profiles about students. And then we thought, hey, what about if we map that to job market requirements? And that's how we got into this. Wow. That's amazing. And how long have you guys been doing this now? So this specifically around uh, six years. Wow. Awesome. Um, and in the ad tech world, um, around 11 years. Wow. 
And you guys have really grown this in, you know, Latin America, the United States. I mean, this is something you've been able to take, you know, from that, like you said, the start of it in Mexico, you've been able to grow this pretty much internationally as well, correct? Correct. That's correct. That's correct. And, and what do you see as, you know, and I, and I think too, a lot of times people see education as like, okay, it's this way in America, it's this way in Central America, it's this way in South America, it's this way in Europe, it's this way in Asia. What what similarities do you see though, in in or, or differences, if, if, if you will, um, in moving from kind of the you know Central America to North America to you know South America as far as the educational system in college goes? Yeah, you you will find that in certain ways it's pretty similar. The problems are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, all institutions are trying to find ways on one side and showing return of investment to their students. For sure. Um, in our perspective, they're trying to now find ways also to become more flexible and help students to get into jobs. Um, of course, depending on the country, uh, for example, in the case of Colombia, there was a legislation in, in that country in which basically um, public funding started to get to university before public funding went to university based on graduation rates. Um, but now it's starting to get based on employability rates. Mm. So that was a big change, you know, uh, a very big change. The incentive changed yeah. completely. Um, but at the end, um, the problems are pretty similar. Um, students are trying to find ways to get jobs. Um, you will find some countries um, that um faculty has more freedom in other countries faculty just follow exactly what the things are you know the same they keep the same homework they get the same activity etc yeah. but at the end is it's pretty pretty similar um and 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 i must say around the world i think what's happening now is there is a transformation on higher education um Problems are similar. If you think in the US, the big problem is depth, right? Students getting depth so that they can get into college. Yep. Um, and sometimes depth is very high. Um, in other cases, um, you see, for example, the case of Mexico, public public universities are free, you know? Right. Um, you it, it, it's crazy to hear this. And um, sometimes when I tell uh, Americans, um, like, hey, a public university in Mexico, you pay a dollar for the semester. It's just, you know, just they, they pay that just to make like a symbol that they are paying something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's free. But the problem on the other side is that there's a lot of public funding going there. And now on, on the government side, they're saying, hey, all that public funding, how then shows up on economic development? So it's, it's pretty similar. Well, you know, you bring up a great point there, and I want to expand on that a little bit, because you mentioned kind of, you know, being, you know, millennial, um, and I'm in Gen X, right? And I think very easy as for uh, a lot of us to say that for the last, you know, 10, 15, you know, 20 years even, that, hey, college is just a big debt pool, right? Especially in America. There's been a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people saying college is a waste of time. Um, but now... Gen X and millennials are having kids that are starting to get to be that college age, right? So we don't know if this experiment is going to happen where Gen X and millennial parents are going to be okay with their kids not going to college, right? I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, That being said, 
what is your thoughts on though? Cause I know you talked about kind of that college to career transition because there are some kids I think that, you know, could transition from high school to career and, and your software would that, would it still work in the same realm? Like, Hey, if you're graduating high school and you're like, no, I, I don't think college is for me. I want to do X, Y, and Z, or maybe I want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, is this something that can help them as well? Yeah. Uh, our software can help them as well. Um, high school students wanting to go into the workforce directly. And, you know, there are occupations that, you know, if you learn how to code, you can get a nice job coding, right? Yeah. Maybe not necessarily a high-paying job because you didn't went to the computer science courses and data analytics and AI um, that takes a little bit more to go deep to become like a data scientist, right? But yeah. just coding as it itself, you can get them a much better job than you know, working at, at retail, for example. For sure. Um, but on my perspective, I think I think there's still a big value in going into college for preparing yourself for the workforce. Um, however, it's important for you to make the right decision around which college you go to, to make the right decision on which program you go to so that you can have the right workforce outcome. Um, however, there can be, maybe we can have, and, and that's how I see the future. And I think that's how universities will start transforming into the future to create more flexible pathways. So maybe you go, you, you go, you go to work after high school, then you go to college certain time, and then you go back to work, and then you go back. And more create like on and off ramps for non -traditional, students. Non-traditional, yeah, yeah. Co correct, correct. We are not there yet, but I think that will be accelerated through time. I agree. Um, of course, a lot is related on finding out the right business model for that so that it works out. Um, but I, but I think that that we're we're pretty pretty um uh like close for that happening i love i agree i agree you know it's funny as you're saying that too i'm thinking of um kind of you know the business model and lessons learned and i want to talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial side of things i know you mentioned sleeping in your co-founders uh house that night i'm sure that was a big awakening lesson moment what are some of the things though that you would give advice to entrepreneurs because i think there's a lot of people that may be hearing this and i mean just your story alone of going to the president of the university and getting college credit i mean that's a that's an amazing story what advice would you give to entrepreneurs though now looking to maybe get into the ed tech space or, or get into this arena, you know, coding or software development? What advice would you give them? What are some of the lessons that you've learned that you would say, hey, don't make these mistakes. This is what it, you guys should do to be successful. Yeah, I, I will say that going back to business model, I think business model is very important for scaling, right? Um, because sometimes you might think like, hey, my business model is B2B or my business model is B2C, you know, or um, there is a combination here. So the important thing is how to start framing out what's the right business model for your company and, mm -hmm. and think it clearly, clearly. And also on the other side, don't make assumptions, you know, um, and, and I start even if you don't have the product yet, just start having some meetings with customers, hear them out, you know? And, and sometimes you might think, hey, 
a college president will not give me the time, I can, I'm pretty sure they will give you the time, you know, as an example. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was 17 years old when I started having meetings with college presidents. Um, and it was crazy because, you know, I, I went into the meeting and, and you know, the, the college president assistant called me doctor. And I was like, I'm not a doctor. You know, I, I don't have a PhD. I'm at high school. <laughs> you know, I'm just getting into college. Yeah. Um, but, but I think people is open and more now to speak out what are their needs and what are the problems. Um, and I think this is the right moment in time just after the pandemic that colleges, for example, are losing enrollments and, and they're rethinking what will be their own model. So yeah. it's a, a great moment to start thinking. And there is a big market. It's, there is a place for everyone to start thinking and giving solutions to specific problems. I love that. I love that. Well, Guillermo, this has been awesome, man. You, you've shared some valuable information. I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. But before we go, I always got a few questions I ask everybody. Um, is it okay if we take a few minutes to do some rapid fire questions? Of course, of course. All right, here we go. You ready? iPhone or Android? Oh, <laughs> Android. Android. All right. Mac or PC? Um, PC. PC. All right. Google Drive or Dropbox? Uh, Google Drive. All right. Let's see. So you're, I can tell what well, size. We, we are a Microsoft chop. So one oh, drive. So, so it's a one drive, man. Oh man. You're like the outlier. That's like the, the, you know, that's a whole nother ball game. All right. And a, a book recommendation for the audience. Oh, that's, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, do you know for entrepreneurs, I like a lot this book, um, scaling up. Okay, from yeah. Bern Harnish. Yes. Um, it's a right, it's a great book on understanding how to manage. Because normally when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have still some management skills. Yep. And this book gives you some foundation. I love that. I love that. And a podcast recommendation can be the start down podcast, anyone you like though. <laughs> oh, you know, right now I'm hearing a lot of health podcasts. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. In nice. Spanish. So it's it's not um so i will say your podcast is a recommendation <laughs> there we go there we go i, I said I'll, I'll never turn down a recommendation it, there is so much i know right now i'm big on the uh the rewatch podcast like where they have all these like celebrity you know uh new girl and entourage where they're rewatching the shows and then they're doing podcasts on them i've been like that that's kind of been a guilty pleasure for me lately um but it, yeah right. there's so much out there well Guillermo, i appreciate that if people want to connect with you though and learn more uh about territorium or, or or learn more about the software what's the best way for them to learn more about the program and for them to connect with you yeah look at uh territorium.com and um maybe send me an email i i will give you my you have my email you can put yep, it on yep. I, all right so i'll include okay. that in the show notes for sure for sure great right. awesome awesome and i'll include a link to the website as well um so all that great information will be down below along with a link to more great episodes like this on the startdown.com for more about me, MikeFacara.com, I appreciate you turning in. Guillermo, I appreciate you for being on, and I will see you all on the next episode.